Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, joining us. Steve Thompson in. Denny Long is back tomorrow morning here on CCO. Sun's up. It is cold, 20 degrees, but a sunny day on the way today. Sun again tomorrow, as you heard from Al. We're going to jump into the 70s with a chance of thunderstorms on Tuesday. Dan Burns, how good does 70s sound? Uh, that sounds good to me. We're going to fix some air conditioners that day. That sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works. So first day in the 70s or 80s, I'm sure you are bombarded uh, with, with folks wondering about that air conditioner and why it doesn't work anymore. But, uh, Dan, one of the things we've, we've been getting a lot of texts on lately in calls are, should I worry about my car if it's sitting around for a while? And right off the bat here, we have one from our text line. How long should I expect my vehicle to sit without the battery going dead? <laughs> well, it, it depends on the cars. You know, we have uh, we, there's many models of cars where the the uh, car can sit for just a couple of weeks, and because there's enough parasitic draw going on, uh, it will cause the the uh, battery to go dead in just a couple of weeks. I have left my car uh, parked at the airport, not by my own choice, but uh, but through some strange happenings, and it sat there for a couple of months, and it's been fine. So it depends very much on the car. Some cars have more uh, stuff that stays on, you know, computer backup and, and stuff like that that draws a little bit more, and some cars have very, very little. But for sure, I'm, I think that you can for, certainly leave it for a couple of weeks, and it'll be fine. Yeah, no worries there. By the way, if you want to call or text Dan Burns, if you're having a problem with your car, truck, van, whatever, feel free to call 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can also text the program, same number, call or text 651-989-9226. Is our phone number on the program? And uh, Dan, uh, tell us: is it is it busy? Is work slowed down at the shop? Well, it's. I think it's slowed down. Uh, like, well, it for sure has slowed down. Um, like the rest of the world, you know, people just are not out and moving uh, like they would normally be. You know, the restaurants are trying to do things with takeout and so forth, and just to keep people employed and uh, 
you know, any of the uh, necessary businesses that are staying open are trying to do the same. But uh, but it certainly has slowed down. Uh, that's that's just the way it is. Nobody's moving. There's a. Uh, we were coming home from my from uh, my daughter's or, or my granddaughter's little birthday gathering last night with just a couple of us, and uh, it felt like midnight on Christmas Eve driving down the down the roads. There was just nobody out. So. Yeah, that that that, uh, that lack of activity is certainly being reflected in our business. Yeah, it really is extraordinary. I I can never remember, other than say a Saturday or a Sunday when I was driving downtown to CCO, being able to set my cruise control on the freeway, and I I've been able to do that regularly now during the week. So so very very unusual indeed. Um, cruise control problems. It got me thinking. Um, when, when the cruise control, um, doesn't work all that well, I ran into this problem a while ago. It it seems it's happening again. Sometimes it will engage. Sometimes it won't engage. Uh, the, the first time around a number of years ago, there was a switch on the brake pedal. Um, I, I'm not sure what it did or how it related to the cruise control, but nevertheless, um, and now I'm starting to see that intermittent problem again. Well, let me explain to you what the brake pedal thing is all about. It um, When you're using your cruise control, of course, there's a safety feature bit in, built into it that if you touch the brake pedal, the cruise control shuts off. And that's a great idea uh, that that happens. So uh, certainly the brake pedal switch is an important input for the cruise control operation, and if that brake uh, pedal switch is not working properly, the system will disable itself just so that it's safe. Um, when you start the vehicle, like many systems on the car, the cruise control goes through a self-check and make sure that all of the inputs and outputs are uh, are uh, informing the module and, and receiving the module properly, and if they're not, it, it simply won't work. And uh, so that's what's going on with your car. It could very well be that brake light switch again. That's a very common repair. And the other common repair is the uh, is the switch that's probably on your turn signal uh, switch, or you know, part of your turn signal switch. Uh, they they give us t- trouble from time to time too. But from cruise control, luckily, is a pretty simple system and. Uh, and uh, if you bring it in, Steve, we'll be glad. We'll be e- it'll be easy for us to figure out where the trouble is and uh, and get that sorted out for you. Yeah, the the only part is it's it's maddening because it's intermittent, and I know generally mechanics like you don't like those intermittent problems. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I hate, that's a, that's our least favorite word for sure. <laughs> intermittent. <laughs> if your car is broken. It's easy for me to track track it down and fix it, but if it only breaks every little once in a while, or if it's only not working every little once in a while, it's hard for us to uh, to get after it. And luckily, we have lots of information with chat lines from professionals and things like that, where we can share that sort of information and get input from others on maybe what they've seen before. Quick break. We have more on our car care show. Dan Burns is here. The phone number, as always, 651 989 
651-989-9226. Now is a great time to get in on the program, 651-989-9226. You can call or text, and we look forward to hearing from you here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Our Car Care Show is underway here on a crisp Saturday morning, 721, 20 degrees on the way to a sunny 47. Of course, it's Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, joining us. And let's go to the phones. Tom and Ozio, you're on the air. Hello, Tom. Good morning, gentlemen. I have a 99 uh, Chevy Tahoe and a quick bit of history on it. Uh, Fuel pump concerns. I had the fuel pump replaced. And it still seemed to have the same problem, so I've kind of had it sitting in my driveway for a while. The gentleman I bought it from, longtime friend, he owned it from really its first year. He was a top shelf uh, technical mechanic with Rosedale Chev, and uh, since retired. But um, he replaced, or he did some body work on it before I bought the car from him. And he was welding, and he suspects there may be a computer problem. It may have been caused by the the welding through the through the chassis and stuff. He didn't disconnect the battery, so he's suspecting that. And uh, what I'm curious on is uh, being a person who needs to watch his dollars. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, going up to the you pull it yourself and getting used items. Um, I also have a couple of used fuel pumps. I bought a brand new one through Napa and replaced it. And uh, the concern is that either that one was a fail from from manufacturer because I've been told you got to go with a Delray or a Delco right from GM, and so it's a whole back and forth thing. But I'm curious. I'm thinking of uh, replacing the computer, and I understand that you have to replace the computer if you use if you get a used one, you'd have to get it out of an exact identical uh, component chassis, uh, pretty much same similar year, and so forth. You know, power windows, whether it's air conditioning, heated seats, whatever. And I'm wondering if you can give me a little more insight uh, without actually having to spend the big dollars, unless computers are a lot more affordable for a later later year vehicle. But uh, that, that's my next selection, unless you have any other suggestions. I will be, as I say, I, I actually pulled two fuel pumps out of a couple of uh, matching tanks up at the pull-it-yourself place, and I know you can actually do a replacement without dropping the tank by, by cutting the floor in the vehicle. So anyway, so I'm... Either gonna, I'm gonna try and replace the the, uh, the computer and with a, an exact match if I can find one, which may not be all that possible. And I guess a, 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 a curtail to that: if I get the wrong computer and I put it in the vehicle, will the vehicle not start? And I just put the old one back in. So I guess that'd be it. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I think what you should. I think Tom, what you should do is back up here, because that's a very easy test that you're not doing yet, and. Um, what you need to do is, you know, go to the wiring harness that goes to the fuel pump, and there's probably only three or four or probably maybe four or five wires in that connector. Find the two wires by looking on a wiring diagram. Uh, find the two wires that are power and ground to the actual fuel pump itself and see if you're getting power and ground. If you're not getting power and ground, if you're not getting a signal from the vehicle, while the vehicle is cranking, then you need to go further up line and uh, see where the problem is. Maybe you need to go back to the relay, or but anyway, work your way back to the wiring harness. If you are getting power and ground uh, while the vehicle is cranking, then it simply is that you have a, a defective or bad fuel pump. But 
with that simple test, and you can just use a test light or a voltmeter to do that, uh, you'll know what you're dealing with because, honestly, for the computer to be a problem, while we see it, it's certainly not the most common repair. So I think you should go back to basic testing, uh, find a wiring diagram that is, uh, you know, appropriate for your vehicle, and then follow those wires back up to the fuse box and then beyond uh, and see where you're losing power. If you're losing the signal at the computer, then you're on the right track, but I kind of doubt if that's the case. All right, very good, Tom. That that sounds like a big job uh, ahead of you. If, if it's beyond the the, the wiring, as as uh, Dan alluded to, let's go to the phones again. Vincent in St. Paul. Vincent, you're on the air. Hello. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, bring up the subject that's going on nowadays. You know, and I heard on the radio about you know your coins in your pocket, like copper and stuff. You know that fibers. 19 gets on there, you gotta, they said not to use cash. So now with the car is a lot of metal there. So if people, you know, don't wash their hands all the time, they have it on maybe on their hands something, they walk out of a hospital or whatever, it gets on the metal, you know. Or you all got your, for your own safety in the garages and stuff, how you're handling all that. <laughs> you know, right, good if call. you go to our website, if you go to as a great question, if you go to our website, it's all described on there. Uh, we are sanitizing the cars down, including the door handles, the keys, the shifters, the steering wheels, uh, anything that we touch in the anything that you touch in the car, we sanitize before we start working on your car, and anything that we touch on the car, we sanitize when we're done, and then. Uh, for example, like all of businesses in town, we're trying to do the best that we can for our customers and for our employees. So we actually are not allowing anybody, any customers into our building right now. You call and make up an appointment. You you throw your keys uh, through the um, um, key drop in our front door, and we take care of your car. And then when you're, we're done working on your car, we, uh, dilute, you know, we bring the car back. We get the your payment over the telephone. We bring the car to the uh, front of our parking lot. We leave the receipts and the keys in your car. You know, we're there. We're guarding it, of course. And uh, you simply get in your car and drive away. And so we've, <clears throat> like all businesses, have been pretty creative in coming up with a way that works so that we can be open and take care of uh, people's car needs uh, and still be safe about it. So, and you know, I, I was just at the grocery store yesterday and, and at my grocery store, they put up plexiglass the screens to protect their workers. And I was at the hardware store and they've done the same thing. So, you know, I think everybody slowly is figuring this out and, uh, we're all going to learn a lot having gone through this experience. But but uh, feel safe bringing your car in. We're being very very careful with it, and uh, and uh, and and it's working out just great. All right, quick break. We'll have more with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in our car care show. The phone number, as always, six five one. 
888-989-9226. You can call or text. 734, 20 degrees here at News Talk, A3LWCCR, a car care show with Dan Burns continues. We'll go to the phone lines. Brian and Daryl are waiting. A couple of quickies from our text line. Uh, Dan, I have a 5.3 liter engine that switches from eight cylinders to four. Why doesn't it go to four cylinders when I put on the brake? Well, I don't know what the strategy is that's uh, built into the vehicle. Sometimes um, on, on a vehicle like that, if you uh, have it running on only uh, four cylinders, it won't idle very good. It won't idle very smooth. And so I, I think that's probably what it's about when you're cruising down the highway and it can efficiently run on just four cylinders. Um, it, the, the vehicle's balanced close enough that that uh, you know at that speed you're, it feels just fine. But when it, you're actually sitting at a stop sign and, and idling, Sometimes it would idle a little rough, and, and people aren't comfortable with that. From our text line again, I have a 2010 Chev HHR that burn out headlights every three to six months. Switch to uh, an LED. Should I expect greater longevity with the LED? They are much brighter. I think, I think yes. I think that you can expect long, better longevity with that. You know, some vehicles, and I don't know why, but there are some vehicles that just go through headlights, in fact, all bulbs uh, frequently, and it's not like the bulbs are any different part number. Uh, you know, the part numbers cross over to all sorts of different models, so it's not like it's a particular part number that's a problem, but uh, some vehicles just seem to go through light bulbs, and I don't know if they have a little charging surge in them or what it is, but, uh, but uh, we find that. And so, no, I think uh, switching to LED bulbs, first of all, are brighter. And I think that probably will take care of your problem because they require much less load uh, to light them up. Uh, so I think uh, for both your car and for your vision, it's going to be a great thing. To the phone lines we go. Let's bring in Brian. Brian in shock. You're on the air with Dan. Hi. My name is Brian. Uh, I have a 1997 Subaru, and it's got a code on it of a P as in Paul 1700, and I'm thinking it's the O2 sensor. But the question is, is how do I know which O2 sensor it is, the front one or the back one? How do I find out which one it is, the correct one? Yeah, um, if you uh, actually, if you were to just, just search that on the web or something, it would give you that information. But one thing I you about if you have a code relating to an oxygen sensor probably more often than not it's not the oxygen sensor that's the problem it's sending that code because the oxygen sensor is stuck in one position either in you know it's either reading a rich condition or a pork or a lean condition and for that reason it's stuck you know it's reading stuck on that number um but oftentimes it's some other problem that's causing the oxygen sensor to be stuck in that position. So if you have an oxygen sensor code, uh, before you just replace the oxygen sensor, you might want to bring that in and get a little bit of diagnostics done on it to see if the engine really is running rich or lean, which, uh, like I say, oftentimes it is. 
and uh, maybe you have a different problem. And that's one, one thing that I would warn people about. You know, the, the trouble code that we get out of the computer, and there's a hundred of them, point to a particular spot on the engine or a particular sensor or, a, you know, something going on with the engine, but that's just a, a starting point. Uh, you know, people say, well, why don't, you know, you, you can just hook up to the car and the car will tell you what's wrong with itself, and that's not quite true. There's still a little bit more to it than, than just reading a code and replacing a part. And this is an example of where uh, you could have a code in there relating to an oxygen sensor, and the oxygen sensor is working just fine. Very good, Brian. Thanks. It is 739, 20 degrees on the way to a sunny 47. Should be a great Saturday. Uh, we'll go to the phone lines again real quick. But uh, from our text line, I have a Lincoln MKZ. It's an 07, not driving much lately. The ABS light has come on, and it won't turn off. What could be causing that? What's going on with my Lincoln? Well, the anti-lock brake system is a safety system on your vehicle, and uh, if there is um, <clears throat> any defect in the system, the strategy in the computer is to simply disable itself uh, because it is a safety issue and it's related to all the other safety issues. Um, so when the, ch- or when the uh, ABS light is on, the ABS system is simply disabled. Now, that does not mean that your brakes are disabled. Your, the hydraulic part of your brakes are still fine, but the ABS system is shut off. <clears throat> and uh, so if you brought that into a, into a shop, we could uh, get some information out of it, you know, a, a trouble code that would point us in a direction. Maybe it's a wheel speed sensor or uh, maybe it's a crash sensor up in the front uh, um bumper or you know there's a whole bunch of things that uh, could be causing a problem but when the light is on just know that your abs system is is disabled and and not working all right we've got time for one more let's go to daryl in st paul daryl you're on the air go quick hey hi dan Uh, i've got a 2013 uh uh, Dodge Ram with the 5.8 Hemi in it. And the question I have is regarding the spark plugs. The owner's manual uh, suggests uh, changing plugs at uh, 30,000 miles. It's got about 34,000 on it. And I, it just seemed fairly soon to change out spark plugs. Now, far be it for me to question Mopar. So I just, wait, what's your read on that? Is that, the, is that Hemi just a, a little different than a lot of other vehicles? Or what's yeah, your read no, on I, that? Well, it wouldn't be the Hemi; it would be the spark plug. Ah, you know, if they okay. don't, ha- if they don't have a uh, <clears throat> spark plug that if they don't have a spark plug that's designed to go at hundred thousand miles, like many of them are, then what happens is the the gap on the spark plug, you know, because it's arcing, um, the metal burns away a little bit, and the gap gets too wide, and so. I don't know. Maybe you want if, if if that's what they're recommending, then I would absolutely uh, change those spark plugs on their schedule. And uh, I agree. I've I've not heard that uh, that they're cha- that they're changed that often. So maybe you want to check just another resource to be sure about that. But but if indeed they recommend changing them at thirty thousand miles, I would change them. All right, Daryl. Great, uh, Dan. We're just about out of time. 
Um, how do people reach you at Lloyd's Automotive? Well, we're we're here uh, every day, including today. Uh, we'll be here this morning, so uh, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue uh, in St. Paul. We You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Uh, and and uh, or you can give us a call at six five one two two eight one three one six. Like I said earlier, if you look on our website, you'll see all the uh, all the precautions we're taking to keep you, your vehicle, and our employees safe in these times. So uh, please feel comfortable uh, bringing your car in. We'll take good care of you. All right, Dan. Always great. Have a great day and a great week. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right, there he is, Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, Grand Avenue in St. Paul. It is our car care show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.